Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of In Between Gods with Andy Liston. I sure hope that I'm not talking uh, too loudly into the microphone or if, or if the volume's too loud, but hey, that's what we do. So anyways, welcome back to another, like I said, I'm, I'm redundant and I'm repeating myself because I'm in awe of the guests that I have captured and finagled today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the first fans of only, one of the only fans <laughs> of In Between Gods here with us today. The magnificent, fantasticular, not, not in, fantasticular, but like not like testicular doesn't have, I know it's in the word, I just made it up. The incredible, the beautiful, the, um, the guy who fucking favorites my tweets when no one else will, the incomparable Mr. Graduate Student, Mr. Runner Extraordinaire, Mr. Anderson Bobo. Anderson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that was a crazy-ass intro. Yeah, I know, right? I'm feeling pretty crazy right now. I, I got a, a big gulp on my way up here. I drove up to Gainesville. Anderson is a graduate student at the School of Journalism at UF, where both of my parents went. Only one of them graduated. But um, you know how that works out. Anderson... I have one one first question to ask you. Yes. Is the School of Journalism at UF still located in the football stadium? No. No? That sounds awesome. Right? Doesn't that sound... It sounds cool, but it's also like... My mom was like, yes, yeah, so we would just be in there and we would walk out of class and people would just be sweating, like walking next to us. And I always thought, that's not like a great idea but now i'm back at uf and i'm walking around the campus and i realized this campus is huge i went to florida state and I, I looked up the metrics and uf's campus is five times bigger than fsu's like just in land area where is the school of journalism located now well not gonna lie i literally moved here this last week beautiful i was in jacksonville at the university of north florida is that a culture shock a little bit it is hmm. yeah like just seeing people walk around campus for one. Really? That's a big people one. don't walk around campus yeah. at UNF? Well, I think I might be jaded from like COVID and stuff because no one would be on campus then, but like now. For sure. Like, wow, like just so many different people. But my school is like right in the school of journalism, is like right in the middle, right next to the student union. Okay. And the heart of things. It's actually super Very cool. Now, so I guess they upgraded. Very from cool. The football stadium. I mean, I, I, it seems like next to the student union. Mm-hmm. And now, who, who works in the student union but the student body president? Um, who, whose house we're in? How can you get much closer? Wow. Look at you. A weekend, and you're in the house of the student body president of the University of Florida. Isn't that fun? And that's Will, your producer. Will is the student body president of the University of Florida. Will, and Will, we would like to say congratulations. We know you're not a man of, of many words, but the few words you do lead and encourage us all. And do you have anything to say as the new leader of these 30,000 students um, of the Harvard of the South? Took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of hard work. Who can say it better than the hardest working man in show business? Will Rizzo. <laughs> He's wearing a suit right now. <laughs> it does. It really does. So, Anderson, you're now in this new big city, and you're still somehow a fan of the greatest podcast in the world at the same time. 
And it's just like, it's, it's, it must be like the only thing tethering, you must be like, wow, this is so different. This is crazy. How do I even adjust? People are, are walking around on the streets. I've never seen pedestrian traffic. Like how it, it has in between gods helped you mentally in your transition to, you know, a new school? Of course, no doubt. Um, you know, I was flustered. There's nowhere to park. I live on sorority row. Oh no. Which pros and cons. Pros and cons. But man, there's no parking this week. But then I just throw on in between gods and it's like wow, it's I'm like, in between the gods. You can burn through nine episodes before you find a meter. It's amazing. <laughs> UF is great. I was driving down Sorority Road to get in here and I drove past a group of maybe fifteen women and they were all wearing like bikini tops, but I was driving behind them. So you could only see like their the bottoms that they were and they were all wearing like flip flops and jean shorts. And so I thought it was funny that you mentioned all the different people walking around. They, I've literally just seen just clusters of literal clones of people walking around. And it it takes me back because I'm not in graduate school. I have graduated, and uh, I feel this the smallest twinge of nostalgia for undergrad because it was like the crazy life and you could do whatever you didn't have a strict schedule and that was different for you as an undergrad because you were i was a student athlete a stu okay student athlete and we're moving the mic a little bit closer oh yeah student athlete so tell me a little bit about the athleticism of a student <laughs> Well, it's there, you know? <laughs> it is. I would hope. And, and more specifically, your athleticism as a student. Yeah. Um, oh, I would say it's fantastic. I don't know if other people would, but I ran cross-country and track, so that's like... The, no one really associates athleticism with that sport. It's just, with running? I feel Speed like most kills. people... Athleticism Speed kills. Like jumping and like explosiveness. At, I mean, yeah... I mean, for for children though, right? I mean, you're you're a, like an athlete, so like you you don't get the this side of this, but like for guys like Will and I, and more specifically me, I think I have uh, disordered eating, and that's why it would be more of a problem uh, to clarify. But but like I tried to run a mile the other day, and I was like, dude, what is going on? I was like literally out of my mind. I felt like I was like drunk. It was like I was like breathing heavy. My hands were on my knees. So like I feel like as as we get older, our, our perception of athleticism and um, ability shifts, especially when we're in the middle of this Wally-esque transition towards everyone just being in motorized scooters. I don't think you understand how incredible it is that you can run more than 300 feet without collapsing. You're one of the nine Americans left who can who can do a mile in under 15 minutes. That's not in prison. Like the Hunger Games. Yeah, pretty much. All selected. You're basically Marvel. <laughs> District 1, played by Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid's son. Also plays Huey on the Boys. Huey on the Boys in the comics was modeled after Simon Pegg. Interesting. Simon Pegg was too old to play Huey in the live action, so he played his dad. Do you watch The Boys? I do. Oh, okay. Thank this God. That makes a little great. bit of sense. I just, you know the show. Yeah. This is why I feel comfortable just tangenting away from everything. And more often than not, um, I will find a way to steer the conversation back to myself. Um, <laughs> Anderson knows this. He's a fan of the show. 
And it's also your show. Wow. So, cross country and running. You feel that... Also, I do usually preface this with everyone I have on the show, like beforehand, and I didn't with you. Feel free to interrupt me, cut me off, talk over me. I say, like, literally do that, and I know it sounds like an empty threat or something now that I'm saying it on the episode. I'm like, yeah, no, do it. Like, <laughs> but no, please feel free. Do it right now. Yeah. Just, for, just no. what, thank you. Beautiful. So tell me more. Uh, about running? Yeah. And, and more about the lifestyle because oh, yeah. a lot of people associate like the undergrad, like, oh, college freedom. Yeah, Not yeah. many people get to partake in like being a division one athlete. So it was pretty cool. Um, the first year I did get a little bit of that like normal college life. So maybe it's different for individual teams and programs and schools. But so like my coach was super strict on like no partying and stuff. And our first year we had some older guys who like kind of pretended like they were frat guys and they, so they kind of led us into that direction early they were pretending to be frat guys they thought they were because of because they could run faster than most people i, I don't know it's just, his name is frat oh so it fits very perfectly. it does fit perfectly <laughs> but so you have people like that and so we partook in that activities a little bit but then i was weird quickly got in trouble you know now we're on the right track and so it's weird because I know most... You guys all got in trouble? Yeah. For like going to like a bar? Uh, for hosting a party. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were like... Do you guys have like athlete houses and stuff? Yeah, we do. And so it's like that. But this is back in, you know, 2016. True. So we had that. And it's funny because like you're kind of saying, normal students are like, oh, I would love to be an athlete. And then you got mm-hmm. athletes who are like, man, I just want to be a normal student and go out all the time. But then, you know, our culture got better and then like... I focused really hard on running, so like I wouldn't do any of that stuff in the season. True. And so, did they catch you loose on the off season? Uh, I'd go on my own accord a little bit, but yeah. True. <laughs> on your own accord. I but, mean, that's a good. That's a really, really good way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, so yeah, that is different. You got to be like more strict with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I cared so much about running. And do you still care? Yeah, I do, but it's like kind of in the backseat and at my own leisure, which is a lot more enjoyable. Um, and I really enjoyed running this week, actually, because it's like after a long day of class. I can True. Just go do it. Probably a new environment, too. Exactly. Exploring. Mm-hmm. I, I have this thing called exploring weather. And if like the weather feels like you need to explore, you just got to go do it. If it's like after a rain or something, yes. something well, nice. Like you're cold in the fall. You'll know when you feel it. Cold in the fall. I mean, I will never know. <laughs> I won't. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> no, I did just buy a rowing machine who our mutual friend, Will Miles, oh, helped yeah. me helped me take. I bought an erg from Costco. Um, for those of you who are, are not inclined to the sport of rowing, um, so those of you who don't go to an Ivy League school um, and aren't built like the Hulk, uh, rowing has a machine that you can do that's not actually a boat sometimes. So you don't like if you don't have a lake, a lot of people would think that if you're rowing like and you don't have a lake, you would just get in the boat on land and just start doing it like on the land. And in theory, that would probably work the muscles a lot better. That's what I thought. Uh, but they have these little machines that mimic a boat. And so I got one of those, tried to put it into my car. Um, none of the holes in my car could, none of the open doors, none of the trunk. It was just a mess. So Will came in, helped me get it. And I think that will be my primary exercise for the rest of my life. Because I, 
I just hope that, you know, I just feel better about going out. I, I just hope that I feel like, hey, that's a guy that could run. Like, I, I don't, I want to be able to appear like I'm running. Like, people, people would be like, if something got crazy and we all had to run, that guy's not getting caught. But, like, I don't want to actually have to run. Mm-hmm. And that's my way around it. Does that feel like cheating to you? No, it just sounds like you're preparing. Thank you. I am preparing. I am, I've, I got on Reddit recently, and I'm doing like the r slash collapse. I'm not doing it, but I like I, I look through that community, and it's all people just being like, "So is this happening in like five years or like ten years or like tomorrow?" Like everyone's like, "It's already begun." It's the most it's like the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's literally just called r slash collapse. I'm like, all right, this is. And then there's one like r slash preppers, and this guy's like, "My wife is mad at me for like." investing in silver and i'm like dude what are you actually talking about they're like you got they're like you got to pick up a trade something has to make you useful this guy's like i have a fishing spear and this will make me useful in trade craft i'm like dude what (laughs) you think that more than if america if, if shit really hits the fan here is do we really think no one's gonna press a nuke button do we really think no one's just gonna be like I've had a bad week and just fucking just go for it. Would that not be the way to go about it? And now we're discussing the end of the world. You would. (laughs) Would that not be the way to go? A nuke? Well, do you think that? Okay. I may have actually thought about this. Like, would I want to go out? Would I want to survive in the apocalypse? Because like, yeah, these people are obviously like glorifying it, romanticizing it. It's Americans, and they're like, oh, they have, like, that bloodthirst for violence yeah. and shit, and they want to be like, yeah, I'm going to hold up in my house and shoot people and shit. I'm sure, sure it's super shitty, though, to be in the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, The Purge, all the, like, that new movie, The Forever Purge. I laughed out loud when I saw The that. Forever <laughs> Purge. What if you made The Purge every day? It's like, there's no more not Purge days. <laughs> We're purging year-round. It's like, if you made Christmas every day for psychopaths. <laughs> You are kind of, you know, built for, because you know how to run. See, like me, I I have a fantasy of like laying down like under a bush and like just letting people pass. But like you could outrun most people. I would hope. Would that be a fair assumption? Do you think that you could? I think so. Like in speed and distance? Speed, probably like 70% of people. But then like endurance, I'd say most most yeah i mean most people in america like i've mentioned before cannot move more than 300 feet without having to order a mcdouble and so, <laughs> so it's just like i mean you're keeping in shape obviously yeah you're obviously still cut up thank you you're welcome I'm just is, it, <laughs> is it is it is it hard to maintain like running shape like have you lost any of your your bite yet because you're saying like you get to do it at your own pace mm-hmm. and that probably obviously keeps the passion of it alive yeah i actually went through like a little phase this summer because i finished i did five years competing and then i was done and i was like do i want to try to keep competing because you know covid cut some of that last year out and you got the extra year of eligibility from that yeah but um i don't know if i don't think i'm going to use that but it's more of just like in running you can still compete against oh. uh, other collegiates and like professionals so, like, in some of my track races in college, we'd have, like, a pro just, like, racing with us. You ever beat him? 
No. Damn. <laughs> I was probably in the last heat and they were in the first one, so Damn. didn't technically race them, but... In theory, you did. Yeah. In the results, it's all... <laughs> all the names are on the same list. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, um, I actually ran a lot this summer, oh. um, more than probably at my own leisure. I worked at a running camp, which sounds super lame, but it's tons of fun, actually. No, I mean... Could you, I mean, I went to a regular summer camp as a child and like capture the flag was intense with like, it was already intense. I could not imagine a game of capture the flag. Did you guys play like camp games and stuff? We did at night. They'd have like, we had a basketball tournament. Oh Lord. Did you break your toe today, by the way? Dude, I think I broke it a couple days ago playing pickup here. Oh snap. I just slammed it in some dude's foot. I I went up to go play really hard defense and before I go, this is a bad idea. And then it's just like swollen as fuck right now. Ugh, to walk on. That's rough. And you can't really do anything about that, right? No, you just have to like wait for like a month. Rip. But it's better than getting like, it cut off or yeah. someone shooting you in the like, toe or yeah. someone shooting you in the face. It's so much better than someone shooting you in the face. Yeah. If I you think about your it. arm, because then you're in a cast. That too. But being shot in the face is usually the last thing we want. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just like, I could use some some rhino, (laughs) some rhino on the arm. Give me some free plasty. But anyways, sorry to to digress. You know, we tangent, you know, we tangent it up. I want to get off running because I don't know anything about running. We uh, we don't need to talk about <laughs> Thank it. Thank God. As you can tell from this show, as as you could tell from this episode so far, uh, we've talked for 20 minutes and I've ta- tried to have a conversation about running and it's clear that I just have not even It's clear I have scoliosis and I don't get out much. It's uh, it's very obvious. So, you just saw a movie today for the first time. No, I've seen it before. Oh, but you rewatched it today? I rewatched half of it. <laughs> half of well, hey, that's that's what I do. I can't. Can anyone get through a full movie anymore? It's tough. I can't get through a three minute TikTok. <laughs> I can't do that shit. It's hard. Sometimes the ones where it's like they're like, wait till the end. I'll save it and then put my camera roll and zoom to the end of it. That's smart as hell. I, did you see they have the the new little things at the bottom? No. They have some of them. They have like a little dot that progresses across the street. You oh, can just move okay. it up. Really? Yeah, it saved oh. me so much trouble. I need to update. But I think that's a settings thing because some people don't have it. And I'm like, hey, this is on you at this point. Like if you're still telling me to wait and you know about this, you have 900,000 followers and you're telling me to wait for three minutes to see someone narrowly avoid a car crash. That's another thing. <laughs> Are you ever on TikTok and it's like... The page is like people getting fucking destroyed by cars. <laughs> and you're like, let me sit here for like two and a half minutes and just see. And then at the end, it's, it like cuts off too early. And all the comments are like, bro, I wanted to see that guy get fucking destroyed by that fucking car, bro. Like, cartoon, cartoon. Like, do, do you ever feel like we've just become mindless, desensitized zombies that have that are indifferent to violence? Yeah. Yeah. I say for videos like that, but then the other day my friend showed me a picture of one of his friends who got a, what's it called? It's a compound fracture when you're like, you see the bone. Oh. And I saw this dude's foot off of his ankle. Like someone he knew? Yeah. Oh, fuck. He's like, it went That makes it real. Held on by like a, str- like a string of like skin. Of ligament? Oh. Or something. I don't know. Oh my fuck. And I felt so shitty. What was he doing? He was like rock climbing and 
Arizona. That's his fault. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but people that rock climb, and I mean, this is, I mean, this is for you too. I'm not saying you deserve to break your toe, but for people that get out and run and stuff, if you're climbing rocks, I've seen that James Franco movie. That guy fucking needed that boulder to get crushed on his arm so he could really prioritize his life. Cause I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of merit to just sitting inside your house and doing like 30 push-ups a week. It's really nice, and that's my recommendation on health for the show. <laughs> but back to uh, the downfall of America. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that like the majority of the people you know are just like could see a guy get beheaded and then like have the rest of the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? <laughs> it's. I watched Suicide Squad. Have you seen Suicide? Oh, yeah, the new one, dude hilarious i haven't i don't think i brought it up on the podcast yet i could do nine episodes on the suicide squad oh my god and will hasn't seen it yet oh so i wish i could talk about it he's too busy being the president of the university of florida too busy putting on a suit and taking it off you're literally just putting he goes in he shows up he puts on his suit he takes it off (laughs) he clocks out (laughs) oh my god suicide squad was amazing because it was like like the first scene the first scene you're like oh my god this is like this is what's up here are the people that fucking happened like i'm laughing i'm crying i'm screaming i'm waking my mom up at two in the morning because i watched it a little bit late when it came out Uh, but like it's a good movie is it better than romeo and juliet and i i have my answer but i would like to know yours Damn. Cause they're two genre benders. They are. Cause like it's an action comedy, superhero, war movie, and then it's like a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, which is its own genre. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time ever like being critical of the newest Romeo and Juliet. And if you haven't seen it, it came out in 1995, and it's like gritty LA. Leonardo DiCaprio. They got guns instead of swords. They're wearing open fucking Hawaiian shirts at gas stations type shit. It's amazing. But then they're still facts. Still talking like the old the old script. Dude, do you point your thumb at me like that type of shit? Oh my god. And this is the first time I'm like, this movie is. I loved it because it was so over the top. Mm -hmm. But I'm watching it. If they did it on purpose and they knew how over the top they were being, I might give Romeo and Juliet the edge. But if they like did that on accident and they thought it was super serious i might have to give suicide squad the edge that's actually facts because if <laughs> that actually makes them because james gunn was like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be funny it was like a fun time they like you could tell everyone was having fun on that set but if everyone on the romeo and juliet set were like all right now you point your gun at him and you say doth thou protest and you have to act really mad and they all took it really fucking serious. That'd be kind of sad. Yeah, I implore everyone to watch the first scene because they're like oh. flying. Up. One of the guys takes out his guns instead of first shooting. He like he literally on his knees. He literally Michael Jackson fucking <laughs> knee drops, arms splayed out like the fucking trailer for that the commercial for that movie about his last tour that he never got yeah. to do because he was murdered by Doctor Conrad Murray. Um, <laughs> But um, and then the next scene is just Leonardo DiCaprio with like a sunset, and he's just sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, 
Oh, they're just like circle jerking themselves. <laughs> they're like, this is really Shakespeare. Yeah. They're like, they're like, if Shakespeare were alive today, this would be how he wrote <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so you said it was your first time being critical of it. Why? Why is that? Is that you just have grown um, and developed your own taste in in art and like what you like in cinema and yeah. or? I think I watch movies a little differently. Um, obviously I'm not trying to be like some pretentious guy, like oh, all movies need to be like, certainly not have this and stuff, but I still enjoy action movies. You're just adding a layer of thought. Yeah. Because when I saw it, when I was like 13, it blew my mind. I'm like, Oh, born as Shakespeare, cool ass guns, hot ass girls, cool ass dudes. Like Bad. let's fucking go. But then now I'm like, <laughs> it's like when you see anime for the first time when you're like 13 and you're like, I do watch anime, I like it, but it's like, wow, there's like blood in cartoons. Facts. Whoa. And then like you see it when you're a little bit older and you can have maybe a different opinion on it. That's fa- I watched Afro Samurai for the first time the other day. I was like, that's Samuel L. Jackson in an anime. I was like, I might give this a shot. And then I finished it. I was like, oh, it's only six episodes. I'm, I think I might be done with anime. <laughs> yeah. Good run. Good run. Is, I, I, if I... Here's my my thought on Suicide Squad versus Romeo and Juliet. Suicide Squad is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Just because like I love comics and like the fan service, it was uh, fucking awesome. Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet is better than he he plays the absolute dog shit out of that fucking part. He really fucking he destroys that part in a good way, and like. I think that that might solely be why the dude who plays Mercutio. I don't even know who he was, dude. He's up there in fucking full drag, just doing Shakespeare in the middle of like Los Angeles or some shit. And he's like, yo, don't point your gun at me, bitch. Like it's a fucking amazing. Uh, and I think that's why I'd get, but this, I've watched some of the behind the scenes on the suicide squad stuff. And they're using like these new kind of cameras from this company called red. And they have like, um, like the first shot when they have Michael Rooker, the guy bouncing the ball, yeah, and they're like filming the water. The camera's like in a its own little world or like contraption, and it like spins up on its own and then pans around on like a moving set. And I enjoyed that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know any, and we were talking a little bit about this before the show. I just got like a camcorder and we're going to do video guys. I promise to God we're going to do video. We're going to do it soon. I got all the stuff. I'm very poor now because I bought all the stuff. Keep listening. (laughs) And I'm like trying to set it up and I have no idea what to do. And I'm asking like all these basic questions that you're probably like, this is a, I'm talking to a child. But like, do you see a new way forward in videography and the way movies are being made based on the what, like what we can do with CGI now and the fact that Marvel movies are taking over? How do you feel about the next wave of like the A24 generation type style of movies being made? Yeah. Wait, when you say A24, do you mean like as in like us or is like artsy film? The the artsy fartsy. Yeah. Like the new age cinematics. So like I do watch a lot of like... (laughs) Like Corridor Digital and their CGI React videos, if you've seen them. Mm. Super dope. They do like, they're like professional, like uh, VFX people. And okay. They like review stuff and they'll bring like other professionals in that like worked on Marvel or something. Oh, so what's it called? CGI React. CGI React. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. It's not a Corridor crew, 
And like they started Ooh. like maybe right when like COVID hit or before. And like it's super dope stuff. So like they talk a lot about that. Heck and, yeah. Like, all the newest like Star Wars shows on uh on Disney Plus, like what is like it? Mandalorian. Yeah, that one. Like the whole background, it's all like, projected. It's like a video game. It's not green screen anymore. It's like a box, right? Yeah, and like they project it on there. So they don't have to do it in post and it looks so real. That's insane. And it's crazy. They're filming in like a box and the entire environment is just on the walls. Yeah. Have you read um Fahrenheit four fifty one by Ray Bradbury? No, I know about it. Oh, there's the one thing he predicts is like the walls will become TVs. <laughs> and I think about the book all the time because like the, the futurists from like then, him like um who's that one dude? Eight H. G. Wells. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, they they got a lot of the shit right in theory. But now I walk in a Best Buy the other day, I get this microphone, and I don't know if I just broke it and I got it from the open box section. And I'm seeing TVs that are actually fucking walls. Like you get a movie theater in your house. And I know that's not a new concept, but it's like now it's accessible to everybody. Obviously that's a byproduct of the oversaturation of like media consumption and what we're expected to have in terms of entertainment all the time. Do you think that art's going to start sucking? I don't know. I think it's just going to get better because it's more accessible to more people. Hmm. Cause like, I don't know, like more people than ever, like you could just go out and buy a camcorder and like, you can do this podcast. Like maybe like 30 years ago, people couldn't do that. And one thing for movies, I think that might maybe change the game is whenever the new Avatar movies come out by James Cameron. Like all the next like five of them, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be good, but that dude is always like changing the game, how he films shit. Mm. Like Avatar is the most gross movie of all time for no reason. That's actually facts. Can you name one character from it? I haven't seen it. There we go. (laughs) I haven't seen the movie. (laughs) It's okay, but it looks really cool, but it's just like... He's always like James Cameron. He his team invented Photoshop, I think, for like really. I hope I'm not wrong in this, but like for <laughs> one of his old movies in the '70s, they're like, "How do we make this shot?" And they invented Photoshop. What the it. fuck? So like, was it the moon landing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they were faking? That's, that's insane. And it, if if you are wrong, this entire show is misinformation. <laughs> this entire show is just literally me. Repeating stuff I think I read three years ago. <laughs> oh my god! No, I don't think art's gonna suck. I think it's just more people can do more things, and it's not just gonna be the normal. That's well, I'm gonna roast us. It's not gonna be just like the elite white people. Like, yeah, that's facts. <laughs> that's I take pleasure in you calling me not only elite but also a straight white guy. Um, <laughs> I I am I'm black, as we mentioned in the last episode. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for assuming. Thank you. <laughs> God, I hope none of my future employers listen to these um, and just take them at face value. Uh, <laughs> take them as they are. Come as you are. That's my new catchphrase. Come as you are. No one. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. That I'm gonna. Mean? I'm gonna coin that in Gaines. <laughs> I think that's like. It's either a Kurt Cobain or a Tom Petty quote. Okay. And some fanboy is getting fucking annoyed right now because I don't know which one it is. Let me tell you something. That music sucks and is old. You are 18. Change the fucking channel, buddy.
Listen to Dua Lipa. Give her a shot. Or Lil Baby. Or Lord, or Da Baby. No, wait, hey. No. <laughs> Don't listen to Da Baby. He's worse than Kurt Cobain or Tom Petty. Or is he? I don't really know. Does. Everyone has their pros and cons. See, that's that's why. Every every artist has their pros and cons. Kurt Cobain, heroin, uh, you know, had a married a woman that wanted to murder him. Um, you know, people say he killed himself, but you know. We're looking at you, Courtney Cox. And or is it Courtney Love? It's Court He was married to Courtney Love and Courtney Cox at the same time. I think is my belief. That's crazy. And That's we will push that as fact on the show. And they both teamed up to kill him, like that one movie, The Spy Who Dumped Me. <laughs> so on the topic of the baby, how popular do you have to be as an artist to separate art from artists? Like, because you know what I'm saying? Like, we always have these conversations when it's like Kanye or like Michael Jackson. Like, are you at the stage where I someone can separate the art from the artist not saying we have to people don't even recognize this as art um <laughs> so no i i i can say i'm an artist all i want but i'm just like you know it's whatever I, as, as far as like art from the artist i mean throughout history that has not been able to be done because varying amounts of information access to you know public whatever's shit you can know about these people and also just general topic like or or like social opinion on something and you know migos has said a bunch of homophobic horrible shit I, but like you know that's that now they're still me i mean they're not as popular as they were but like fucking that's that's what it is it's i mean nowadays they're probably not going to get caught saying that shit Cardi B is probably not going to get, and they, and if they do, they'll apologize. I think the baby misstepped and this is not, I'm not trying to break down culture for you guys. I think the baby just was emboldened by it at first. And then he started getting all the shit pulled and he was like, fuck. But I think with art and artists, it's really tough because now you can separate You can subjectively separate art from the artist to whatever extent you allow yourself like I have different boundaries than you have different boundaries than will for what we are okay with, uh, you know, like in regard to thinking someone is like Bill Cosby is a horrific person is a terrible rapist, drug murderer guy. He's not a murderer. I don't know if he killed anybody. I'm not going to, yeah, he murdered someone, I guess. Um, yeah, fuck you, Bill Cosby. But, but, no one can say that he ha- was, is not like a giant of, of stand-up. No one can deny that he was not, that billions of people did not laugh at his comedy while he was like doing comedy. And so that's, and people still regard, people will still, you know, probably be fans of his shit, watch the Cosby show, watch his, you know, his whatever, his tapes. Well, not those tapes, but like, you know, his fucking specials and stuff. And it's it's all about however much you let it bother you and that's not me trying to you you know invalidate anyone's feelings or thoughts that's just me saying that's the actual truth to the extent that you let it bother i don't like bill cosby because i didn't grow up watching him and i didn't really get into his comedy and then i was just like oh he did all this terrible shit might not want to tune into a comedian from the 70s fucking who's fucking a terrible person like Maybe not. Louis C.K., one of my favorite comedians growing up. I love the show, Louis. 
um, did some creepy shit. Yeah. You know, he did some creepy shit. And I still can't say that, like, he's not hilarious. But he did some creepy shit. And uh, I think God paid him back for that by making him bald and fat and a ginger. And that's a, that's a lot of penance. But, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, it's really... We're in the first time ever that we can separate the art from the artist truly and subjectively to ourselves. And we are allowed to let in what... Honestly, some people... Like, Chris D'Elia had all that shit. Dude, I don't think Chris D'Elia is funny. I know scores of people who think who he's their favorite comedian. I don't think... I didn't think he was funny. I didn't really like his comedy. And then that shit... And I'm just like, good, fuck him. But I know people who, like, if... Like, you know... If they really hurt, like, read all that shit about him, and they they were fine with it, apparently they still are fine with it. I'm seeing people like his shit. I'm not stalking other comedians because I'm not even a real comedian. Uh, but you know, it's it's just it, it it's all subjective. Yeah. And I wish I had a real answer, but that's. I agree. I think it's you know personal and stuff. But yeah, like when that Crystalia shit happened, I used to listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. and that shit happened. I'm just like, oh, what a creepy motherfucker! So I'm just not gonna listen to him anymore. Right. But then it's weird that there's people that are like, will fucking stand these celebrities, mm-hmm. like no matter what, like no, he he didn't do this, he blah blah blah. I'm just like, shut up. Just yeah. Like, like don't write the news. Or if you want to still listen to him, just do it, but don't make a, a bullshit reason. Yeah. I mean, if you're 30, I'm 22. To me, the idea of being like, hey, what's up? And like getting the Snapchat of like an 18-year-old is like me and this girl would have nothing in common. This is a child. This is a child who hasn't been beaten by beaten down by life yet. Like I, th- th- this would not work. And he's like commenting on like cheerleaders on school buses to football games. I don't get it. I don't get where the line is. And so it's like, Obviously, no one person is going to have the the answer, but I think that as long as everyone is just able to accept that accountability and responsibility are going to become huge themes in the next couple of years, then, I mean, I think the cancel culture stuff's like slowing down, which I mean, I'm not saying is good or bad. I think that people that do bad things should be punished for bad things because they have done bad stuff. But I don't think that like, let's do it. Let's do it. My mom was going through one of my photo albums today when I was like in kindergarten and it was pictures of me and my friend Sage. And literally the captions on these photos were all Sage is gay. I was five. I was a kindergartner. If you want to cancel me for being homophobic as a five-year-old, go on ahead. I did not know what gay even was. And then I grew up and I found out and then I was like, okay, I don't think Sage was gay. He was probably just like a child. <laughs> so maybe I've learned and I've grown since then. So I think allowing opportunities for growth and stuff is, is going to be on the come up. And I hope that if you listen to this podcast um, and you feel ill will towards me because of my past indiscretions, I really hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me. I would like to apologize to the LGBTQ community for being a child um, and calling my my five-year-old friend gay um, in a photo album. And if anyone would like to kill me uh, because of this, you, again, are allowed. So please go ahead and do that. 
I just remember when uh, Offset tweeted, I apologize in all caps. He spelled it like he'd be saying it in a song. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> God damn. Do you have anything to apologize for, Anderson? Oh. We're asking the hard questions here today. Or do you have anyone to say sorry to? Wow. Anyone to say sorry to? I don't think so. That's actually not. pretty good. That couldn't come off as like no. That's that's actually Polish, but <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. You know who I have to say sorry to? My fucking haters, because y'all are gonna be disappointed. Yeah, bitch. In between gods, bitch. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of In Between Gods. <laughs> I fucking I'm out of breath. Anderson, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Do you have any words of wisdom before we depart? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Anything you want to say to the people? If you don't have haters, if you have haters, then you're being successful. And also, I think I owe you $300 because I own 1% of this podcast. Let's go. (laughs) Big payday for me, guys. So (laughs) thank you again for listening. Anderson, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Andy. Will. Always a pleasure to be in the presence of the president. Um, at in between gods on Instagram, at Andy underscore list, and on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Will can be at President45 on Twitter. Uh, you can find him there. Anderson Bobo, do you have any social medias to plug? Any projects? Any photos you want to sell? Anything you got to promote? I say my Instagram, Bobo.studios. Bobo.studios. Heck yeah. Yeah, and Twitter's the only Bobo 11. The only Bobo 11. He killed the rest of them. Yeah. The other 10. <laughs> All right. Well, thank I apologize to them. Yeah, yeah. Fucking RIP to the other 10 Bobos, but he's fucking different. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, goodbye. Peace.